dingy or dusty Anything ragged or rotten or rusty Yes, I love trash If you really want to see something trashy, look at this Throw it in the trash Throw it in the trash Rainbows, sunshine, everywhere I go Rainbows, sunshine Go They know better to mention The budget truck and just enough to make her pay attention The who, what, why, and where They sport the flyest pair She got the nicest hair And she know life is better with this liquor It's crazy how the world look different It's crazy how the girls look different The colors and the sound so vivid You never catch your boy po-pimpin' Me sitting on the sidewalk And that don't sound right But as long as I look fly by prom night Go Greetings MMD, it's Jason here for another Garbage Cast Conversation and I'm outdoors doing some chores. Didn't mean for that to rhyme, but hey, that's good podcast. And you wanted to talk about summer. And I thought to myself, what could we talk about summary? And, you know, I think you mentioned a lot of positive, delightful things about summer. And of course you would because you are in you know, a cold area. And summer is a relief. Summer is like, you know, it's a break from freezing to death. It's a break from seeing all of that snow and all of that mess. And yes, summer here also is sort of a break. It is a break from, you know, some of the cold that we get. We don't get all the cold that you get. It's a break from some of the snow. We don't get a whole lot of snow here. We're pretty far south. We're about, you know, I guess an eight and a half hour drive from the Gulf of Mexico. So, you know, we're, we're fairly close to the beach, considering. And it, and it sits there, it looms out there uh, as this uh, unattainable thing, because, you know, it's just far enough and just expensive enough that you can't go there too often. That's the sound of me doing one of my summer activities, and that's scooping poop. 
So I decided I would talk about the things that I hate about summertime because for me, summer is a little bit different. Summer here, it is like the weather at the beach, except you don't get a beach. You just get to burn up. You get to enjoy the humidity and the heat oppressively from about mid-May, which we're in right now, all the way until the start of October. Sometimes up to Thanksgiving. It's been, I think I've mentioned before on my podcast, I've been out mowing on Thanksgiving. Mowing the yard. And in short sleeves and shorts. Now, some people would be envious of that, and, and I can see why, because like I said, if you're freezing to death, and you're surrounded by snow, and then the snow gets dirty and nasty. I mean, I lived in Ohio for a while. I know what it's like. Shout out to Alien CG, Jason with an E, who freezes all the time, and Stephanie and others that, you know, they're in very cold climate. Most of the people who listen to this are probably in fairly cold climates. Uh, not here. Here, uh, you get, like I said, you get a winter. You get a fall. Fall lasts, you know, sometimes around two weeks. You get a little bit of fall. Uh, usually we go from summer uh, to this tease of fall directly, and, and we call that pumpkin spice season. We don't even call it fall anymore. And uh, we start drinking our pumpkin spice early because we know we're not going to get a fall. So when we drink our pumpkin spice, when we first get pumpkin spice, it's still summertime. It's still brutally hot here. And so you're sitting out at the patio at Starbucks and you're drinking your pumpkin spice and it's like, you know, 85, 90 degrees. It's kind of weird, okay? The leaves here don't typically fall off the trees. They burn off the trees, okay? That is, that's typically what happens here. They, they succumb to another terrible heat wave and they end up burning off of the trees. So summer is, um, you know, there's two seasons here. You're cold or you're hot. There's really no comfortable season. And uh, if you get the comfortable season, it typically rains every day. So you have the rainy season also. So to, that just gives you an idea of what summer is like here. Um, let's talk about the things I hate about summer. Now, I, I'm used to summers here. I, I grew up here. I've been here, you know, nearly all my life. I went to college in Kentucky, uh, in southern Kentucky, which is not far. It's about an hour away. So the seasons there were not much different. And then we lived in Cincinnati for a couple of years, and we experienced, you know, closer to what a real winter is. 13 inches of snow here and there, and, you know, days where the temperature never rose above zero. And that motivated me to think, we should probably move back home. This, this is crazy. Do we want to do this for the rest of our lives? This is insane. So we did. We moved back home. 20 years ago this year, we moved back home. So we've had 20 straight years of Tennessee summers and uh, a couple of summers ago I think it, the highest it got was 113 degrees uh, and you figure in the humidity that we get here and you walked outside and you just basically started to actually melt felt like your skin was going to peel off your body and uh, you know you couldn't touch anything outside because everything sitting in the heat you know was probably about 150 degrees so that would be absolutely no fun um, so Let's, let's just go right into it. I think I've given you plenty of background. I've complained plenty. Now, all of you who are, you know, live in cold climates, you're shaking your head going, oh, it'd be great. I would love it. Okay, let's uh, consider some things about summertime here that I can't stand. Let me, let me look. At, I, I wrote some things down last night because I didn't want to forget any of them. There's so many of them. <laughs> uh, we've talked endlessly about the heat. Okay, the heat here is different from uh, a lot of heat because you have the component of the humidity. You get a lot of uh, Gulf of Mexico, Gulf Coast humidity here that you don't get in, you know, uh, even further north from here. The humidity doesn't rise too much further north than right here in good old middle Tennessee. Uh, I mean, it does. It does, you know, get into Kentucky, but here it stays. It's typically here from the middle of May through about the middle of September. And then you get a humidity break for a little bit, even though you will still have the heat normally up until, you know, early October, the middle of October. You'll still cook, um, mostly. So the humidity adds this level of discomfort. Now, I've been in Las Vegas when it's been 100 and, uh, I think it was 117 degrees when I was out there a few years back. And they talk about that the heat is different without the humidity, and it is different without the humidity. You don't realize you're burning up in Las Vegas. You walk outside and you don't realize that your skin is about to peel off because it is a completely different kind of heat. It's still hot and miserable and awful, but it is not the same as the heat here. Here you feel like you're in like a, probably what it would feel like to be in a uh, convection oven. 
you are slowly baking and somehow the heat gets you from the inside out. Now, I don't know how in the world that happens. I guess it's because you're breathing in all the humidity and all the heat and your body wants to release it and you can't sweat fast enough and uh, anything above about 75 degrees air temperature and you feel miserable, especially if the humidity goes 70, 80, you know, it can go up to 95%. Now, if it goes up to about 90, 95%, you get this weird phenomenon where you can be driving and have to run your windshield wipers even though it's not raining because the humidity in the air will start to like leach to your windshield. I've experienced this very rarely here, uh, but anytime I travel to Houston, Texas, Houston, Texas, there's you, if you ever want to experience real humidity, go to Houston, Texas. And I, I was there one night driving to the hotel and I had the windshield wipers on high and still could barely see because of the coat of humidity. And then I get to the hotel room and the window in the hotel room is like dripping in humidity. It was just unbelievably insane. And you felt like you were going to suffocate. That's another great thing about humidity is it, it makes you feel like you can't breathe. And we get all of these wonderful uh, bad air warnings and stuff like that here, oppressive heat, and I don't know how it affects the air, but it affects your breathing, it affects your ability to function. So uh, you have to be very careful with that. If you have bad lungs, there's certain days here where you're encouraged, don't be outside because you won't be able to breathe. And breathing is responsible for human life. So there you go. Let's talk about, oh, right now as I, as I record this, it's about 82 degrees, the humidity is 70%. Now, if you look at the heat index, it would be, it means it would feel like about 82, 83 degrees. That doesn't seem that bad. But it's a completely different kind of heat. I am sitting here, I've just been out since the time that I started this recording. That's when I walked out of the garage and walked around here and started scooping poop. I'm done with the poop scooping. Now I have to water my grass seed because it hasn't rained here in a week. Okay? Let me tell you, I'm coated in sweat. There are days I change clothes two and three times a day. If I'm working in the yard, I might change clothes three times because everything you're wearing soaks all the way through. All the way through. And you don't want to get swamp crotch, if you understand what I mean. I have to moisturize everything. Swamp crotch, it may not be unique to Tennessee. It may not be unique to humid areas. Humid areas. That's very hard to say, humid areas. It doesn't even sound right when you say it. Very painful. It's like chafing maximized. You, you just don't want it. And you can get it when you least expect because you start sweating in the areas you don't want to sweat in. And then you get the friction. And, oh my goodness, it's awful. It's another thing you need to worry about. So heat, humidity, swamp crotch. Now, this is, leads to the next thing that I wanted to complain about, and that's having to deal with a yard in Tennessee. Your yard will typically either grow out of control because you're in the rainy season, or it will fry because you're in the not rainy season. We've had a lot of rain here. My yard still looks fairly green. I'm getting brown patches now because it hasn't rained here in about a week. All it takes, folks, is about five days in this heat for your yard to burn up if you don't put water on it. That's about all it takes. If you go about two weeks without rain, your yard is going to turn completely solid brown and you're going to start to lose your grass and I have three dogs and they will start to destroy the yard and that's what I am doing. Every year I have to sit here and fix all the patches in the yard that come from the different you know climate changes that occur and the dogs going in and out and destroying the yard because the yard is just not hardy enough to stand the heat and the humidity and the dogs tromping on it and the dogs leaving their little poo presence that I just scooped up. If you leave poo on the yard in the heat, guess what happens? It kills your grass. It will cook into your grass and your grass will turn brown in those spots. And you can tell where poop was picked up, you know, not fast enough and that grass will burn up even quicker. So I fight this yard every year. I hate it. I put down 400 pounds yesterday of topsoil in these areas where I lost all of the top covering of grass. The, the yard is so hard now that you can't even hardly dig into it to put the grass seed into the ground. So I cover my grass seed with topsoil in the spots that I really need to fix the yard so the grass will actually fertilize up through the topsoil and then meld into the yard itself. If I just mix grass seed in the dirt of the yard, which is hard as a rock, it typically will not take. So you have to do what I'm doing and water every single day that it does not rain. 
and if it rains in the morning, you still have to water in the evening because the heat will come in and dry it completely out. That rain only gives you about eight hours of, you know, good watering before the humidity comes back and all that rain evaporates, the humidity goes up even higher. If it rained right now, in about 30 minutes, it would be so hot you wouldn't even be able to stand to be outside. You would feel like your face is baking off. You'd feel like your clothes have turned into wet, soppy rags. I hate that my yard, and let me tell you, I have put down, I think I've said let me tell you like 50 times because, you know, it's just like, let me tell you. I bet you I've put down 1,500 pounds of topsoil since the beginning of April. I, I crap you not, I have gone back and forth. I buy eight bags at a time because that's all I can fit in the back of the Buick. They are, sometimes they're 40 pound bags, sometimes they're 50 pound bags. Depends on where I buy it. Yesterday I had eight uh, 50 pound bags that I put down, and that does nothing, folks. That does nothing. You spread that out and you know, it doesn't even cover, it doesn't cover 5% of my yard, okay? It is just, it's a futility. It's an exercise in futility. You are constantly maintaining this yard. If you did not, the whole yard would turn brown and it would just be a disaster. Now the yard that has grass, I overseed the entire yard every year. I typically put down fertilizer, which is like lime. I typically put down lime because that seems to take the best in these, this nasty environment. I did not fertilize this year because the yard is growing so fast from last year's fertilization that I can't keep up with the mowing. I would have to mow every three or four days, every five days. That's, that's the cycle I'm on right now It's five days or the yard looks horrifying because it grows so quick in the spots that have grass and that I have overseeded, yet I still have brown patches all through the yard. There's still, I mean, my yard looks pretty good. There's still places in the yard where grass is just not growing correctly, where it's, the yard is starting to dry out because we haven't had rain. It is supposed to rain. Rain is in the forecast for the next five days. So hopefully after this, we will get more steady rain. The temperature is supposed to drop. It's not supposed to be up in the 90s, the mid 90s. I think it's supposed to be 95 today. It's not supposed to be like that for the next five or six days. It's supposed to be in the mid 80s and it's supposed to be cooler at night. So we should get a break from this oppressive heat for at least you know four or five days and we should get enough rain. Maybe I won't have to water. But let me tell you, if the high is gonna be above 90, you have got to water when it's not raining. If it rains in the morning, you water in the evening. If it rains in the evening, you, you water in the morning. Because if you do not, all of your precious money that you've spent on grass seed, and let me tell you, grass seed is expensive, okay? I have put down, I would say, seven or eight bags of grass seed at $12, $15 a pop. I buy little bags, uh, probably not economical. I could probably buy one big bag for 100 bucks but I don't want to have to carry a 100-pound bag of grass seed, and I don't put it all down at once anyway, and if I leave grass seed in my shed, I attract all the mice, the field mice. That leads me to the final topic I have here, and that is pests. Welcome to Tennessee. If you don't like pests, this is not the place for you, and the biggest pest here is the wasp. The wasp is an angry fella. He's red. His buddy is the hornet, the hornet will chase you, the wasp will do, you know, mind his own business, he will just sting you defensively. The hornet, you know, he enjoys you being in pain, so he will chase you down and he will continue to sting you until you kill him because his stinger does not pop out. He is extremely mean. If he eyes you getting too close to him, he will instantly dive at you. So you have to be very careful and you have to watch out for the hornet. The hornet looks different than the wasp. The wasp is solid red. The hornet looks like a hell creature with, uh, he's, he's like striped up like a bee, but he looks like a wasp in, in some ways. He has that waspy body, but he has got, you know, the stripes like a bee. So you have to be very careful with him. The wasp is solid red. And even better than that, we have a different kind of wasp called what we've always called in the country, the dirt dauber. I don't know why we call it the dirt dauber. He's solid black and he will not sting you. But you know, in the heat of the moment, it's very hard to tell the difference between a dirt dauber a wasp and a hornet, so you have to be very careful about all of them, especially when you're mowing because wasps like to come after noise. Hornets just like for you to be in their immediate vicinity and feel threatened, and that's all, really all they need. In fact, sometimes I think they just sting you for sport. I think they chase you down for sport, and you know, it's like they're just hanging out outside waiting to see you, and then they're like, ha-ha, this is my chance, I can get him, and they'll chase you down. So you have to be very careful. I go through about 10 to 12 cans of wasp spray every summer. I've already gone through two. 
okay? And wasp season just started a couple of weeks ago. And anytime you see them congregating around your house, you have to kill that whole nest immediately or they will build a nest so big and there will be so many of them that it is not even funny. You will lose that battle. The best time to kill wasp nests, is, of course, is at night, really in the middle of the night when they're really quiet and they're really tired and they can't put up as much of a fight and it's a little bit cooler because heat energizes them. Okay, trust me, heat energizes wasps. They really love the heat of the day. And the hotter it is, the more of them will be out flying around causing havoc. And wasp stings hurt, okay? Hornet stings hurt. So uh, you have to be very careful. Bee stings hurt, but there's fewer bees now, you know, because we're destroying the planet. So I don't see many bees anymore, okay? I do see a lot of carpenter bees, and they eat wood and stuff, but they don't sting you. And again, it's hard to tell the difference between a carpenter bee and a bumblebee. So you have to be very careful which bee you're going to decide to, uh, you know, mess with. Uh, you just don't know in the heat of the moment if this guy's going to sting you or he's not going to sting you. So you have to be careful around everything. I try not to kill anything except for wasps. And I only kill wasps if they're congregating around the eaves of the house, if I find a nest. If they, they also like to go in the cracks of your siding. That's a fun place for them to try to live. Any little exposed crack they'll try to build something into. I killed a nest yesterday. I killed a nest at my father's house Saturday, and when I sprayed into it, like tons of wasps came out. So it was a fairly sizable nest. And I didn't have any bug spray. I had to use the pressure washer, and I pressure washed them to death. Uh, wasps can't swim, they do drown. And with a pressure washer, you're engaging so much pressure, you basically tear them apart. So, <sighs> wasp wars. I also have these things called waspinators. They are fake wasp nests, and I put them up by my front door. I have two of them, and wasps typically are stupid enough to think that those are nests, and they won't build nests where established nests already are, and they have seriously reduced the number of wasps in my yard, and especially hovering around my house. I've had them for about four years. There's a gigantic difference, so I do, I do recommend them, but you have to get them up early. If you don't get them up before wasp season starts, I put mine up in March, um, they will not be affected by them at all. They'll just say, ha I've already got my nest going and here's an invader and they will climb all over the waspinator looking for wasps to kill. So you have to get your waspinator out early. Okay, let me stop watering. I'll finish this up here. I'm going to finish this up inside, so uh, bear with me here. Let me put the hose up. I am, like, covered in sweat here. I'm hoping that I have to change these clothes. That is my goal. Just think it is 9.34 a.m., I believe. And it's already brutally hot. Okay, here we go. Going back in. Sorry, you're getting a little... Oh get a little noise there my cables got caught up together okay so my final thing I want to talk to you about uh, the best part of living in Tennessee is the snakes so it's snake season uh, I normally start really watching for snakes in March because you will you will always encounter a snake somewhere you don't know exactly where it's going to happen but it will happen eventually you will encounter a snake if you live in Tennessee and you're doing any sort of yard work especially if you live out in the country you're going to eventually have snake encounters and you have to really build a confidence around snakes. You have to have a knowledge of snakes so you don't mess with the wrong snake. You know, a snake is like lightning. It's like a, a lightning stick, okay? He can strike you before you can even process the fact, I just saw a snake. They're super quick if it's the wrong snake. We have a variety of poisonous snakes here that you really have to watch for. If you hear a rattle, it's time to run like heck. Okay, if you hear the rattle, that's when you call them the pros. I don't, I don't, you know, mess with those guys. Typically, I get the rat snakes. They call them corn snakes, rat snakes. They are looking for the field mi mice that I already mentioned. They love to eat grass seed. They love to eat anything you leave out in your shed. So a shed, like I have, is a wonderful place to attract snakes looking for mice. And the other day, I took some pictures. I opened my shed. I put in my gas can and didn't realize I'm stepping on a snake skin, a, a, you know, a disposed of snake skin. And he is warmed from under my floor of my shed up into my lawnmower, my riding lawnmower. He is, that's where the skin is. So he has been up in my mower looking for mice, of course. And I put a cover on my mower 
because it sometimes rains, like I said, and my roof is not perfect. I don't want rain in my riding mower. That is a bad decision because mice really like cover. They feel safe when they go up in something that's covered. So, of course, I'm not putting the cover on the mower anymore this summer. I've learned my lesson there. Uh, but snake was gone. I believe it was a rat snake. But it was about three and a half feet long. If you go by the skin, he was about three and a half feet long. So this was a big guy. He had been eating a lot of mice, and he was still hungry. And he was obviously in my shed, and I have found snakes in the shed before. I've never found a poisonous snake here at my house, so I've been very lucky. I found little garden snakes. I have found, you know, and even in my uh, dad's house, which is in the suburbs, not out in the country, closer into Nashville, I have, I have encountered at least one snake a year when I did his yard. So if you think snakes are just going to be out in the sticks, out here with us country folk, you're wrong. They're everywhere. They're like spiders. They're everywhere. Don't get me started on spiders. Spiders here, they can get as big as your hand. They are a variety of spiders. We have a lot of black widows, poisonous. We have a lot of brown recluse, poisonous. And you have to be extremely careful, especially poking around in the shed. I keep that shed very cleaned out now because any opportunity you give them, if you let a web complex begin, the eggs will be there shortly. The black widows really love the darkness of a shed. They love being in a shed, and, and they can get huge. And you have to look at them very closely, and you see the fiddle, and you hope that that guy is not on you crawling around, eating you, biting you, because where they bite, all that skin will fall off. So you, uh, <laughs> not to freak you out or anything, but summertime here is dangerous. It's not like Australia dangerous. You got to be smart. You got to be smart. I've been working in the yard. I've been doing outdoor stuff for a long time. Even I sometimes get freaked out by, you know, something I might see. And uh, we haven't even mentioned the fact that we have coyotes now here. We, we have coyotes. We have armadillos, which carry all kinds of disease. Uh, you don't want to, like, corner something that can't get out that has teeth because it will come right for you. I have a fence around my backyard, and that keeps a lot of things out. But there are certain animals that can get in regardless. Skunks. We have a lot of skunks in the area. Just the other night, I take the dogs out, and I could smell something had been sprayed. Not right here in my yard, but something in the general area had been sprayed by a skunk. It stunk to high heaven out there. So it's another thing you have to watch out for. So let's go over our list here. Before you decide to move to Tennessee, the heat, the humidity, the dog poop that melts into the ground, the fact that you will have to do everything on earth to keep your yard alive if you care about such things. You know, the yard industry sold us on all this stuff. When I was growing up, you just didn't give a crap. You mowed when you needed to mow. You never put seed on the grass. If you said, you know, I either have grass or I don't have grass, whatever happens, happens. That's all being made. That's all being decided by Mother Nature and not me. Now you have to, it's got to look good. It's got to look good or you're just like, you're embarrassing the neighborhood. Snakes, wasps, skunks, coyotes, all sorts of pests. Hornets especially, they're very mean. Bees, not as, not as many bees anymore because we're destroying the environment. I think that covers a lot of stuff here. So summertime can be fun if you like having your arms melt off. It can be great if you have great air conditioning in your house. And if you don't mind walking outside and getting a suntan in five minutes, sunburn in 10, okay? And then once you get your tan going, though, you can endure a lot in the sun. Then you got to worry about the skin cancer. A lot of things to worry about here in the summertime. A lot of reasons to be afraid. Remind me when winter comes back, I'll have a whole new list for you about things I hate about winter. Let me talk about that for just a moment. Pipes freezing up, idiots that can't drive. Possibility that heat might go out and everything in your house freezes into a solid block. So you have to think about those things also. I hope things are good for you. I hope you enjoy your summertime in a probably a better climate, except I think you have mosquitoes the size of my face up there. I know they do out in the western parts of Canada. I hear Saskatchewan, the, the national bird, is the mosquito or something. So we get those two. I, I didn't even mention that. You walk outside in the evenings here and you're going to get eaten alive. Because it is mosquito season. The other day I was out trying to finish up putting my hose up and doing different things. And I got a big bite on my arm from some sort of a... And the thing just swelled up. And you have to keep Benadryl, Benadryl cream here. Shout out to Benadryl cream. That will knock out the itching. It won't knock out the swelling. It's still swollen up. Two days later it's still swollen up this big red knot. So I'm starting to wonder, is it a sting? 
or is it a bite? I've been bitten and stung so many times that I don't even feel them hardly anymore. Bee stings linger. They'll hurt for like three or four hours sometimes, but uh, other than that, the stings pretty much come and go. And you get to the point where you don't even feel them until it's too late, and that's when, that's when I want to go back and kill that flying animal, and it's already gone because it's already escaped. Happy summer, folks. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on summer. Talk to you again next time. Okay, it's childish, can't be no homegirl, drop it like the NASDAQ. Move white girls like this coke up my ass crack. Move black girls, cause man, fuck it, I'll do either. I love pussy, I love bitches, dude, I should be running Peter in Adidas with some short shorts. B-O-O all over me, my green is where it's supposed to be, your green is in my grocery. This Asian dude, I stole his girl and now he got that Koji beat. My dick is like an accent mark, it's all about the over E. Hot like a parked car, I sound weird like nigga with a hard R. Fly like the logo on my cousin's 440. Eating Oreos like these white girls that blow me. Vodka for my ladies, whiskey for a grown man. Hanging in the islands looking for Earl like Toe Jam. I made the beat retarded, so I'm calling it a slow jam. Butcher and I know it, man. Kill beef, go ham. These rappers are afraid of him, cause I'm a beast, bitch, girl. Invaders and Gambino is a call, girl. Fuck you, pay me. Brand new whip for these niggas like slavery. Told me I was awful and that shit did not phase me. Tell me how I suck again, my memory is hazy. You're my favorite rapper now, yeah, dude, I better be. Or you can fucking kiss my ass, human centipede. You wanna see my girl? I ain't that dumb. You wanna see my girl? Check Maxim, man, why does every black actor gotta rap some? I don't know, all I know is I'm the best one. It's a bonfire, turn the lights out. I'm burning everything you motherfuckers talk about. It's a bonfire, turn the lights out. I'm burning everything you motherfuckers talk about. You know these rapper dudes talk shit, start killing. Fuck that, got goons like an arch villain. I'm from the South, ain't got no accent, don't know why. So this rapper's child's play, I do my name like princess die. Yeah, they say they want the realness, rapped about my real life. Told me I should just quit. First of all, you talk white. Second off, you talk like you haven't given up yet. Rap stepfather, yeah, you hate me, but you will respect. I put in work, ass Ludwig. Put my soul on the track like shoes did. Play this for my cousin, now he can't even think straight. Black and white music, now nigga, that's a mixtape. Shout out to my blurs, they represent the realness. Shout out to Gambino, girls, my dick is in the building. I know you hate me, cause your little cousin play me out. I like black girls who nerdy, but when they dance, they be saying, ow. I'm sorry for who follow me. Chillin' with a Filipina at your local Jollibee. Yeah. I'm in her ass like side of me So if you see my hand under the table Don't bother me I don't talk soft That's that other guy I'm screaming what the fuck is up Like I ain't see the sky The shit I'm doing this year Insanity Made the beat that murdered it Casey Anthony These rappers won't know what to do Cause all I did was act mean like a Looney Tune And I'll give you all of me Until there's nothing left I swear this summer will be summer camp Bitch back here.
Tilly, let's go in the dog park. Come here. Come on. Let's go. There was a river. We're wasting time. Go. This is summer. Dog parks. Well, this is dog park adjacent. Zimdi here beside the Georgetown dog park. It's another garbage cast. With the golf, the disc golf court. We're talking about summertime. <sighs> summer. By now, I don't know if I've put that first or after, but some point there'll be a clip. I'll just give me a second to get buckled. I'm carrying around the equipment. What he hates about summer. I wanted to cover what I like about summer. And summer means dog parks. Although I'm learning something about these 3D mics that you can't bend. So I'm having to do this really awkward, like, knee bend to pick up the ball from Tilly. And I don't think it's working. I apologize now for what I'm about to do. <sighs> Sorry. My ears tend to push, like, earbuds out. They don't, none of them fit. None of those. These ones are foam. And I can feel it like just pop out. They're like a soft sponge foam. And none of the sizes are exactly, I'm using the default size. But none of them exactly fit my ear. great because you can actually be outside I mean I'm outside during the winter but it's brutal it's cold it's not fun trying to record uh, yo it's lit during the winter 
walking around that golf course. I don't know where I'm going to go with that because I don't know where I'm going to record outside. It requires a great deal of walking. It might require me to be more practiced or it might require me to be uh, in Brampton. my Brampton studio to record because of the amount of content. I'll find that out when I finally record that. But you hear all the sounds of summer. There's a road just up this hill. Tilly's resorted to rolling around again. It's her favorite new pastime. Since she's become an adult, she's enjoyed rolling. What are you rolling on this time? What's with you? You're not a limp biscuit. Stop rolling, 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 rolling what? Come on. Stop it! More rolling. Summertime also means uh, more drinking. That's great. Uh, especially when we I have a lot of those Rattlers. Rattler weather. But I'm not gonna really go more into that. That's been covered in juice. Drinking, that's something about summer that I love. When it's hot, not too many, but just the right amount of drinks. Makes that heat bearable. It's great when you can get outside though, at least this breeze, it's not terrible. It's humid, that's another story. I also have the other river recording. In 3D and not 3D at the Kennedy Valley because when it's summertime it means that there's less places to go off leash you gotta keep it on the DL or to designated dog parks because everybody and their brothers outside trying to get in shape with exercise or they're tired of being inside because it's been brutal cold in winter and now they can't help but hike or walk or power walk or whatever it is but Brampton definitely have a lot of old Indian women just power walking or they form groups like old Indian men and old Indian women sometimes middle-aged children as well join their walking packs and they rove about the subdivision from about like six o'clock either together or not What else can I say about summer?
I never used to be an outside person. I've become one as of late. Allergies. Summertime means allergies. And I'm allergic to everything outside. So I used to hate being outdoors. I want to take a photo of that. Being requiring a long time to formulate my thoughts and usually requiring the outdoors. I prefer summer weather. It means I can be outdoors doing this thing I love as opposed to freezing in the winter. I mean, because it's the cheapest thing to do. I'm a nature photographer. That's what I take photos of. Landscapes. Flowers. And then toy. I'm not going out of my way to travel somewhere and take photos of fancy places. I don't do that, so. It's what I have access to. Hey. I think we've used up our 30 minutes. And that's what I like about summertime. Summertime is podcasting. It means more outdoors. It means more of this. More fun. I can't think of anything else. But that's summer to me. So this has been the MD. Another Garbage Cats conversation. Another one's in the can. Don't. Now that we have found this love, baby. I can't explain my feel. Oh. Now that we have found this love, baby. I've never felt this real uh, Loving you is all I know, baby You make me feel so high Oh no I just wanna feel your love, baby You know I'm down to ride Oh no, no When your song is on And your hands in mine And I'm holding you tight Make it feel good Let me hold it down I'm so glad we found It's whatever you like Make it feel good Make it feel good
these haters can't say shit uh, I know sometimes it's hard when I'm so far I know you miss this love Let's go somewhere far away, baby When we don't need no phone uh, Cause now that we have found this love, baby You'll never be alone song and song and your hands in mine and i'm holding you tight make it feel good let me hold it down i'm so glad we found it's whatever you like make it feel good that I feel they say you never say never it's real electric eels in the water we should probably not go deep I'd like to stare at you and look at when you sleep like to write a poem for you leave it for you in your room under the moon romance hold on brother 